Welcome to Lowering the Rim. We are back for another episode of Lowering the Rim. Your co-host with the most, the bros, Drew and Ian. Ian, how are you doing? I am doing great, my man. It was an amazing weekend again in basketball. A lot's happened since we last spoke to each other. Uh, but I am very excited. Other than the injuries, I feel like this has been an injury-plagued playoff so far. And I'm just wondering, what is the approval rating of load management right about now? <laughs> it's got to be down. I mean, for the Clippers, at least. Oh, All that load management. Man, he just... Guys he... can't play. What's What would they do without Russ? They were debating whether to sign him. And, and where would they be without Russ? Oh, we just start the podcast and he's right into it. Okay. Fire. All right. We don't Uh, have to, we don't need to start on the Clippers. That's probably uh, taking. No, we might as well. Let's go there. I'm with you with the Russ thing. He all of a sudden turned, turned back into 2016 Russ. Yeah. Which is, I mean, it's, it's great for him because here he was at a storied franchise that, was just ragging on him every night, which I'm not really a Russ fan, but I didn't I didn't care for that either because we've seen this story before. Wait, um, wait, 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 wait. What what story exactly have we seen before? Are you talking about the story? I, no, where... I'm, I'm going to clarify. Clarify the story where a certain king just is never happy with his teammates and. He will rearrange them accordingly. And it's, we come to find out uh, on most occasions, it's not the teammates. That's the issue. Uh, also has been done with coaches as well. Mm. Anyway, so, what, so, so what saying, I'm saying is, Russ saying, Westbrook you're saying was he, getting ragged on and it really wasn't on him. And now he's showing, he's showing that, which is great. I love to see that. You love to see it. Love to see it. Um, but and you know what I, you know what I always say, Drew? Why not? Why not? <laughs> oh, zero, zero to a hero? Yeah. <laughs> well, in all seriousness, Russ is gonna get a contract next year that I thought he may be pretty close to being out of the league, to be honest with you. What is this the last year of his max deal? Is that what yeah he's up? Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. What what do you what would you pay him? Say you're GM. What would you what do you think is fair value for him? Because he's definitely still not worth a max deal. I don't think even now he's worth the max deal. Yeah, I don't think he's worth a max deal. I mean, um, I don't know. The the numbers are so inflated now. Like, and I'm sure there's some team who would pay him 30 million a year or something like that. But to me, he seems like He's in that 10 to 20 range and probably yeah, I think I would, I would guess he's probably more in like that 15 to 20. Yeah, range. I was going to say maybe 18. I could see yeah. someone doing 18. That's but who knows? I, would... I mean, there, there may be a team that'll give him 30. Um, he is, 
I mean, people the, do like watching him. And so yeah, if he's you're a, a ticket fran- seller. Yeah, if you're a franchise that um wants somebody who helps sell tickets, I mean, he, he's that guy. I think the problem with him is he he needs I mean, in general, I think he needs everything to revolve around him. And I just don't think that's a winning recipe. So that's that's the problem. He can be your main guy and he can help a team go to the playoffs if you build around him. I just don't think you're doing anything. You know, it's like his triple-double season where he averaged a triple-double for OKC and they were the sixth seed and didn't do anything in the playoffs. So, yeah, anyways. The Clippers were a perfect fit because their two stars are not point guards. You know, it's not like yeah. going to, like, you know, a Steph Curry team, a John Morant team, a Trey Young team. Those are, you know, those are the types of teams he does not fit on. But you got your two stars are not really guards. That was a perfect fit with the Clippers. But Right. Well, that's probably enough Russ and Clippers talk, and um, I don't know. You think that you think that's just a wrap? Then I mean, PG's not playing now. It seems like Kawhi's done. That's that's tough. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I'll jump ahead here. We're going to talk about tonight's games, but um, we, but by the way, we're recording at close to eight Eastern, and Giannis is back tonight. Um, I would anticipate the Bucks winning because they really have to win. They're down 2-1 to the Heat, which is just shocking. But as we speak right now, there's four minutes left in the first quarter, and the Heat are only down six points. So you never It's know. in Miami, right? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's this is Miami. a Miami game. Yeah. yeah. If the Heat if the Heat win tonight, it's an absolute disaster. But let's let's jump to tomorrow night real quick and then we'll circle back to uh the other matchup tonight, which is Grizz Lakers. But tomorrow night Tomorrow night, I am calling um, the uh, series-ending night of basketball, which is a, a little bit too long of a – or no, let's call it closeout night. How about that? Tomorrow is closeout night because it's Clippers versus Suns, Celtics versus the Hawks, and Nuggets versus the Wolves. And all of those series are 3-1 in favor of the Clippers, Celtics, and Nuggets. So, Drew, my question to you. Which team does not close out tomorrow night? Clippers, Clippers, Celtics, Celtics Nuggets. Nuggets. So okay, Nuggets is a closeout. That's one. Sorry, that one's I, back at Denver, I meant, right? I said that Clippers are three one. It's Suns that are three one over the Clippers. No, I knew what you meant. Nuggets is back in Denver, though. Correct. Yes. Game five. Yeah. Yep. Okay. That that one's a wrap. Yep, I'd agree. Um. You said, well, I guess they're all 3-1, so they're all back at home. So yeah. Celtics-Hawks, I don't know if you saw this, but DeJounte Murray got suspended for the Yeah, I did, game. yeah. Um, I don't think that really mattered. I mean, it definitely seals their fate, but I think everyone knows that the Celtics are winning that series, even if he's not suspended. Yep. I do, just a quick aside, They got the league's got to knock it off with these suspensions in the playoffs. This is ridiculous. People are not paying thousands of dollars to see players bench for games especially star players you know what it reminds me of i don't know if you've ever seen the bicycle meme where the guy's riding the bicycle and then and puts a stick, stick in his in own, his own tire, tire. 
That's the NBA right now. The NBA, oh. the one time of year that players want to play, people actually care, people want to watch. The competition is actually there. Players are trying hard. The NBA just sticks a stick right in their own bicycle of competition and says, no, you guys are being too mean to each other. Let's let's oh. not have you play. It's it's weird because if you go and go back and watch like 80s highlights, the stuff those guys were doing and not getting suspended is way wilder than what is taking place right now. Yeah. Um, and not to say that what these guys are doing, you know, is great, but when you have these situations where they're already ejected during a game, so that's already costing them in that game, and then to uh, multiply that and suspend them for the, another game is just, it's just bad business. Like you said, like this is, you do that stuff in the regular season. This is where your viewership's supposed to increase, and this is a big turnoff. But um, anyway, back to your point. Yeah, I think. I think the one team that could um, hold on is the Clippers. I think. Um, Why not? Why not, Drew? Yeah, I think they've got a little bit of a chip on their shoulder, way more than the Hawks do, or the um, or the uh, the Timberwolves do. Yeah. So that's it, the one where I could see them pushing it to six. <clears throat> I agree. I think if there's one one team that's going to pull it out, it would be. Uh, the Clippers somehow figuring that out, but who knows? You never know. They we'll also just have more depth. Just speaking yeah. skill wise, the Clippers have more depth on their roster than the um, the Hawks and the the Wolves. So they've got more to pull from. They just have a better cachet, I think. But okay, well, I let's... do think that that series is a wrap. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, all those series will be done eventually, but. Um, yeah, I think the Clippers are really the <laughs> truer only. words have never been spoken. Yeah, you know, all those point, series will be done eventually. At some point, one team <laughs> wins just slightly more than fifty percent of the games, uh, and then they move on. That's how. That's Another how the team, playoffs work. Yeah, that's right. You are, are you, Ken. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Heat play the Bucks tonight. I'm super shocked that the Heat are up two one. Bucks have a must win tonight. They cannot go down 3 1. It's I'm going to watch see... the rest of that game once we get off the call. Yeah, That's it's, interesting. It's good to see that Giannis is, is back. So I hope he's okay. Obviously, we're not watching that game right now, but we'll definitely check it out here soon. I anticipate the Bucks will win. The other game that's going on tonight that um, our one or two loyal listeners will probably already know the result after this pod has been posted is the Grizzlies versus the Lakers, which this was an interesting game this weekend because it was a one, one series. Is that right? Yeah. It was one, one heading into the game Saturday night. And um, Dylan Brooks said that LeBron is old and he doesn't care about poking the bear because the bear is old and he was coming for LeBron he also said he doesn't respect anyone unless they can hang 40 on him. Um, and so we get into the game and Dylan Brooks effectively shot the Grizzlies out of the game <laughs> in the first quarter. Um, I don't think LeBron had 40 points. Ja ended up having 45, which was great to see him playing again. Uh, but that game, they lost that game in the first quarter. I think the 
Lakers scored 40 plus points and the the Grizzlies were in single digits for a long time. Yeah, at one point get, it was they what, didn't even 30 get to something to 9 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. So um then obviously Dylan Brooks got suspended for um hitting the crown jewels of uh the self-proclaimed king. Yeah, and intentional or no? I don't know. I mean, he's a dirty player, so it may have been intentional, but again, I'm like, that's what you have the flagrants for. Just call it a flagrant foul and let guys play. Um, he wasn't suspended beyond that, which you know I was kind of interested by because he also kind of has a history, and that was the reason Draymond got suspended because he has a history, but whatever. I don't really, I'm all for guys playing. So I'm glad he wasn't suspended. And to be honest with you, I think the Lakers are probably glad he wasn't suspended because I think they're better without Dylan Brooks. <laughs> um, but I don't know. What do you, what do you think of the, the Grizzlies Lakers situation? It's interesting because well, for one, there is this idea that they play better without jaw. And Jaw comes back and they played terrible. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, he did have 45, but a lot of that was garbage. I mean, the game was over when he scored a lot of that. So it's a bit inflated. Um, I guess he would have been more effective if his if he was a hundred percent, but I don't know what to make of this series. I I think the Laker the Lakers look pretty comfortable. That they they can they're doing what they want to do, so I don't know. I I would I don't know if I I just don't know if with all the injuries the the Grizzlies have any answers because Jaw's basically going to play hurt the rest of the series, and they you know we as we've mentioned before they're missing Adams and Clark. So, um, do you think maybe Dylan Brooks? get some sort of minutes reduction at all from the coach or is he riding that? Um, if the coach doesn't do something, then he's a horrible coach because you don't have to be an NBA coach to see that he doesn't help. And I, you know, I saw one uh, analyst was saying it was interesting when Dylan Brooks was gone, how much the floor opened up for job because basically it's better to have, uh, perimeter threats on the floor with jaw so that jaw has space to do you know what he does so well which is slash and drive to the bucket and yeah make those crazy layups and dunks and with dylan brooks out there um his they're going to coach his man to just sag off of dylan brooks because the lakers want dylan to shoot you know three pointers or mid-range jumpers um so I do think that it's not just that Dylan was shooting him out of the game. It's that I think Dylan changes the spacing in a way that's not helpful for Ja. So I think the coach has to make an adjustment there. Um, but to me, honestly, the, I mean, the Grizzlies could come back tonight and win. Um, so far though, it just looks like the Lakers are better. Um so I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers move on, which is setting up for, like we said before, the really interesting matchup, which will do some serious numbers 
it will be finals Lakers. Yeah, it will be NBA finals level viewership. And I'm sure people will be suspended. And by people, I mean people on the Warriors. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, I do. I th- I think that the Lakers one is a wrap. Just they, the Grizzlies really got it, got it rough with injuries this year. Um, and the Lakers look solid. They look they look like they found some stuff. Um, yeah, they're more versatile than you know you you thought they would be. They got a lot of different types of players. So they put different matchups out there, different lineups out there that are, you know, can... one, one that is strange to me is the Rui Hachimura uh, um, acquisition. 16 game player. They he's shooting. Like, I mean, his, his three point percentage is insane right now. I think it's like well, 60% or something. And he profiles as like a Paul George type, like six, eight, six, nine, you know, wing defender. But the fact that the Lakers didn't have to give anything up for him, they gave up, I think like three second round picks. Any team could have given that up any playoff team anyway. Yeah. Um, I'm just surprised. No, I, well, I guess I don't know because I'm not in that scene, but surely other teams could have knocked on the door and tried to acquire him, but it's been working out for the Lakers. Um, I'm just not, I'm not sure about the Russell, the Russell. Yeah. uh, Acquisition. When when he's good. I mean, he can definitely like, he can put up numbers, but I think when you get a more serious team, a team that's more serious than the Grizzlies, um, I think D'Angelo Russell will be run off the floor just like he was in Minnesota last year. Mm. I just, I don't think he's good enough defensively. And if you have a good defensive team, he's, he's not good enough offensively um, in a playoff setting. I don't think. Yeah. So it seems like right now our certainties are Suns moving on Celtics moving on. Yeah. Lakers moving on. Yep. I think Lakers will move on. Um, Nuggets, Nuggets move moving on. on. Sixers already swept. Yeah. And, and then that, leaves, that leaves us with the Kings Warriors, which we haven't talked about, and the Cavs Knicks. Knicks are, aren't, they're up 3 1. I think that's a. Yeah. I think we called Cavs it. Cavs are mean, just having serious issues scoring. They cannot score the basketball, which is weird because they've got, you know, a do it all guy in Donovan, and then Darius Garland shoots lights out, and they got decent bigs. I don't understand what's <laughs> what the deal is there. Hey, I'm just saying Adidas better give Jalen Brunson a shoe deal because he's out playing Spider Mitchell. Oof, that I don't know. Last time they gave a didn't they give D Rose a deal, and, that, and then his <laughs> career was over. Maybe, yeah, maybe pump the brakes on an Adidas deal. Yeah, okay. Let's talk about the Kings Warriors because this is the best series of the first round by far. And yesterday was an insane game. Um, did you watch all of that? I, I, well, I missed most of the third quarter, but I watched all the rest. Yeah. What did you think of that ending? Um, there's just so many things to go over. It's just, it's, it's insane to me how the Warriors continue to beat themselves. Another game where 
just like game one, they really could have blown out the game. And by blowout, I mean like 10-point win. I think they could have done that in game one too, but it's just careless turnover after careless turnover. Then you've got the the challenge call seemed I don't know. Would you have would you have done the the challenge there? It seemed like no. based on the re- the way the refs are trending, they were never going to reverse that. Yeah. So I don't know if that was a great call. Then you've got the um Chris Curry timeout or Steph Weber timeout. Uh that was insane. What are they doing? Before that, there was the pool turnover when they were on a four on five, when he just threw it to straight up to Monk. Then you had the Curry three where he could have taken 10 seconds off the shot clock, but he, he just launched it immediately. Now that one, I will give a little grace because the best offense in the NBA is any Steph Curry shot. That is the best offense. So you live with that one. But that pool turnover and then the Curry timeout is just – and I saw that Steve Kerr kind of fell on the sword for Steph, but that is Steph's fault, man. Come, What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, Steph, Steph almost had a disaster class there at the end. Um, luckily, <laughs> Harrison Barnes totally redeemed himself and saved the dynasty for the Warriors. So yeah. very, very grateful for Harry B. I don't know if you saw, did you see what the warrior, the warriors social media team posted this clip afterwards of Draymond green and stuff. It's right after the, the final play and Draymond green is yelling. We've seen that movie before We've seen that movie before. <laughs> oh, and I... uh, for, for those who don't know, Harrison Barnes went five for 32 in the 2016 finals from three which the Warriors really could have used him to step up as, you know, their players continue to get plagued by injuries. And then, of course, after that, you know, 3-1 disaster and they the meltdown, uh, they swapped out Harrison Barnes for Kevin Durant. And so it would have been really poetic <laughs> if Harrison Barnes ended the dynasty with a three-point shot. I but, thought it was going in. I thought yeah. I really thought it was going to be poetic. It looked yeah. like it was going down. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness. Yeah. But, but yeah, Steph, I mean, the as Warriors... he lunged at him, was yelling, "He with us." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, on the on the positive side, like even though the Warriors just totally like Steph had a wide open three that he missed that would have been a backbreaker, and that would have been the game. That was yeah. the game. Uh, but Anyways, he missed it. But the the one on the flip side, they had some unbelievable stops toward the end. I mean, there was one where Draymond like uh, blocked two guys. You know, he's back there playing like one on two. Plus and, the um, um the Wiggins block on the Fox drive, but yeah, they still got two chances because they couldn't get a rebound. But that that was impressive. Yeah. So I I think. I think they they narrowly escaped and you know you keep wondering what is going to get this team to like really lock in and they came out with the win so I mean I guess they were definitely locked in for spurts but man the Kings are really good. I think they're one of the best teams and it's hard to believe that one of these teams is going to be done after the first round when I, I mean I really think the Kings could 
like I thought the Warriors were going to make quick work of them, and they the Kings are just really good. I think yeah. they're better than any Western Conference team they played last year. I don't think any Western Conference team was this tough. You could the only one that you could maybe say is the Grizzlies, but when the Warriors figured the Grizzlies out, it was kind of over. Yeah, I do think that Grizz team was good, but they're maybe those King certainly the Kings offense is way better than any offense they face. I think it's better than any offense they will face in the playoffs this year if they move on. This yeah. they're not gonna see anything harder to guard than this. Yeah, it's they're 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 good. And shout out to Keegan Murray, the rookie. Keegan, uh one of our other bros names, he had an awesome shooting day. He's like so, five for seven or something. It's like, yeah, that was insane that was from amazing. three anyway. Um, but I man, guess it's, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, you know, the Harry B shot missing, you know, Wiggins had that same shot in game one to win. So it's, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, they could have got game one or, or this one and then they got this one. So yeah, basically like both teams had what I would say though, um, what you were speaking on earlier, if the Warriors do not fix this sort of unfocused um, turnover heavy, this is not a championship team. If they, if they, they got to fix this stuff, sort of these bad habits that are lingering from the regular season. They play, they play a lot of unserious basketball where they're just like, it's like, Hey guys, this isn't the regular season anymore. Yeah. Um, but, but when hey, they lock in, it's 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 tough to beat them. Game five <laughs> is obviously the pivotal game. I mean, it's it's huge. You whoever wins game five is most likely going to win the series. The Kings have the advantage in the sense that they're at home. Usually, your role players play a lot better at home. Their building is electric. So, if the Kings can get going, you know, I think all their role players will feed off of that. The one downside is, I don't know if you saw this, but De'Aaron Fox has a fractured index finger. So his, I guess it's like at the tip of his index finger is fractured. Um, They said he's questionable. My guess is he'll play for sure, but it just is a matter of how much does that impact him? Um, Does, you know, Draymond get suspended when he swipes down hard on that finger? (laughs) Um, you know, it's, it'll just be interesting to see. These are the kind, these are the kind of X's and O's that were, you know, we really do a deep dive in it on lowering the rim. This is, this is the first thing I thought when I saw that Kings already know that he's going to play. Is this gamesmanship? Yeah. I wonder. Do the Kings know that this is really not a big deal, but they leak, they clearly leaked this out there. So that the Warriors might relax a little bit, and this turns into a Kings blowout game five because the Warriors uh, once again come in just unserious because they, because of this. That was my first thought: is this is Mike Brown gamesmanship that it's really not that big a deal? Yeah, it could be. It I that I wondered that too, and who knows? I mean, I mean, they said that Sabonis had to get X-rays when he was chest bumping at in the same game. I, you know, yeah, it's hard to really believe so, anything they say. So anymore. what, what do you think happens in game five? Are <clears throat> they lighting the beam or is, uh, is, are we going to get like Curry going supernova 
or what what's going to happen? I, well, Curry's been on Supernova for the first four. Yeah. We need Draymond to hit some layups is what we need. Jeez. Yeah. Um, or just honestly, if they don't turn the ball over, they win. That is really the game. Yeah. If they don't turn the ball over, they win. It's all about just can you guys just focus. They will have GP2 back as well. He really didn't play in that game, still lingering from the food poisoning. Um, so I'm sure he'll be closer to 100 for the Wednesday game. So that's a that that's a helpful. I do think they realize with the Curry timeout debacle and then the Harry B shot away from going down 3-1, I think maybe that puts the focus on turns the focus on i should say for the warriors where they're like we gotta quit playing with our food and just handle business yeah um so i think i do think the warriors are going to take game five and then that's the series right there they'll win game six yeah and which would be wild if they just rattle off four in a row yeah i think they're going to understand the moment now yeah I think that la- the end of that last game really maybe put it in them. So I hope so. I hope that wakes them up because if they went down 3-1, I mean, I, I really think that's a wrap because they're just so bad on the road. I think they uh, definitely can get this road win, you know, and that's basically that's that's what they need to do is it's like, okay, we got to get this one road win. We go back home. We close out. Um, if it I'm, goes... If it goes to seven, who knows? I'm sitting there wondering if they would have just kept Halliburton and forgot about Sabonis and just filled the big slot with a Lynn and get some other guy, you know, just a your average league big. What this team would be insane. Cause the more I watch Sabonis, the more other than rebounding, he he is literally like Draymond. He is not taking any shots. And the Warriors just sag off him and let him, they give him, they beg him to shoot and he does not take them. And the man cannot stand up. I don't think he can stand up. He's like a newborn giraffe. He he is down every play. Yeah. What is a Kings, Hall, a Kings Halliburton team? That's scary. What were, what were they thinking, Ian? Yeah. Why did they trade know. that I fool? Mean, I mean, Sabonis has been good for the for the Kings. I think it depends on who they're playing. I think Sabonis looks a lot different against a different team. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I, I think it's working for him. I just think they're going against the defending champs. You know, I think this would look a lot different in a different series. Um, I do like Halliburton. Obviously, I think he's a great player, and in general, I think. If I was a GM of a team, the center position is where I would save my money. Yeah, man, that's where you skimp. Yeah. Definitely. Because you can pick up some less expensive big bodies that you throw out there that if they can do one or two things really well, you kind of roll with that. Um, what you want more is like the versatile big man like, um, like uh, Draymond Green, you know. Um, kind of like what PJ Tucker used to be or, mm-hmm. and that's what the Kings, you know, they want to play fast pace. Like that's what really opens it up as you have something, mm-hmm. something like that. Honestly, you know, who would have been perfect for the Kings before they went, you know, brain dead basically is Ben Simmons. 
because Ben Simmons looked like the Draymond 2.0 before that Atlanta series, you know, and um, that's what you want is like a, a guy who's big, who can guard all five positions, but who also pushes it. So like what Draymond does when he gets the rebound is he pushes the pace and he can play make off yeah. of that. That way they get and, into, you know, four on three or three on two situations. Yeah, or whatever. yeah. But what Ben Simmons was in the beginning, I mean, was such an unbelievable potential because you go like he doesn't have to be able to shoot threes. All he has to do like he did back then, he did what Draymond can't even do, which he would drive to the basket and he would just score these floaters or these driving layups or dunks. I mean, Draymond can't do that. Um, we just saw Draymond like smoke eight layups yesterday, you know? Yeah. yeah. But that's a tragedy of Ben Simmons. He would have been that version of Ben Simmons would have been perfect for like this Kings team, I think, uh, because you could push the pace so fast and be so versatile. But I've been super impressed with him. Davion Mitchell, 16-player guy. He's kind of like mini Drew Holiday out there. Mm-hmm. Um, De'Aaron Fox, I mean, he's amazing. He's clearly like it, it's not a fluke. He's not just an 82-game player. He's ready mm-hmm. for the playoffs. Uh, Mike Brown. The other thing I would say about the Warriors is I think Mike Brown is probably the best coach and most qualified coach, and he's a defensive-minded coach to um, scheme against the Warriors. So you mentioned that this was the hardest offense that they'll see. I wonder if it's one of the best defensive schemes that they'll see. Now, other teams will try to copy it, um, but I think they're playing the Warriors defensively really well. I mean, yesterday or Sunday, like the Warriors had to make some really tough shots to keep the lead that they had, you know? Yeah. A lot of that... It is dependent on personnel as well, though. Yeah, but you know I what? can't. Go ahead. I just mean to like, well, to because I agree with you, but for like other teams to see this and replicate it, you have to have similar personnel, which I I don't necessarily see. I've, I'm thinking of like maybe a Suns, for example, or they right. could watch Kings film and replicate that because they just don't have the personnel the way the Kings do, where they can switch and pre-switch, and yeah, which um. To keep the defense locked in. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited. That's the game I'm most excited for this week is to see the uh, the Kings Warriors. Are they going to light the beam or is it going to be the beginning of the end of the Kings season? We'll see. Yeah, it will. It de- I think it really depends on if this Fox thing is for real or not. I just have some doubts about it. Yeah. All right, uh, Knicks, Cavs. Uh, we kind of touched on it before, but um, Knicks and Cavs play. Let's see. I think they play on Wednesday next. Yeah, so it's uh, Knicks lead 3-1. They play back in Cleveland. Um, I think, well, I, I should say this. I would be shocked if Donovan Mitchell doesn't bounce back and help give them a win on Wednesday. And then I think the Knicks will close it out on Friday at Madison square garden is kind of what I, what I'm guessing. I'm surprised. I thought the Cavs would be more competitive, but the Knicks just look better. Um, I think the Cavs big man, just both Jared Allen and uh, Mobley have just been kind of underwhelming 
they just haven't been that effective. So I don't know. What do you think? Do you think I'm the, with you? I, I would say the the Knicks do it in six, but let's think about this real quick. The most Knicks thing would be for them, especially because it's against the Cavs, to blow the three one lead. <laughs> that would be the most Knicks thing of them to do. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And then the Cavs can say we have now come back twice from a three one lead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, I was gonna say that the Cavs do know a thing or two about the three one lead, so or coming back from a three one lead. So you, you never know. But yeah, I'm I, I think Cavs bounce back, Knicks close at home. Uh Brunson's yeah. been playing out of his mind, which is uh you know, it's good good to see for him. Like that the Knicks finally got a signing that is actually paying off. They've had a lot of these like potential guys like that where they give them crazy money and it just hasn't worked out. So yeah. All right. And then uh man, the Nets four and out. Uh the problem with the uh, no Sixers, surprise there. They had a completely I roster they would, overhaul. I thought they'd get one win. I was a little bit surprised. Um, yeah. they should have had, there was one game they should have had a win, but, um, that the problem there is the Sixers, even though they're done and resting is Embiid is injured and they're probably going to go against the Celtics next series. And I just don't, I don't really see it for the Sixers. I think Celtics are going to come out of that. Um, I mean, I don't know that they're going to sweep them or anything, but I feel like it's going to be one of those, even if it goes six, it'll feel like the Celtics were in control the whole time. Yeah, it's it seems like they're going to be able to exploit Joel and just push the pace and kind of get him out of the game. And they do have some bodies that can bump against him as well. So, um, and who, yeah, who knows about how his injury is going to slow him down? I'm with yeah. you. I, I would just well, call Celtics if, coming if out. If he's out, I mean, if Joel and Bead can't play, I think the Celtics could sweep him. Yeah, but I'm assuming. Although Maxi is, Maxi is like he's a legit guy right now. Yep, he's he looks good, but I mean, it's just the Celtics like they have the personnel to stop a guy like Maxi or Harden. You know what I mean? They've got so many defensive wings and guards. Yeah, yeah. So I just. I don't I don't see yeah, their it. whole roster is like two way guys. <laughs> yeah. But all right. Any other uh big storylines or things that came out that you uh wanted to touch on before we wrap up here? I think we covered all the teams, right? We hit yeah, we got all of those. Yep. Are the nuggets for real, Ian? <laughs> You know, the Nuggets Suns series is going to be interesting because I'm not that impressed with the Suns, to be honest with you. I mean, the Suns, if the game is tight, the Suns have the personnel to win a tight game. But what I don't think that they can do is win a series because you basically have to ride those guys for 40 plus minutes. And I just don't think that that's going to be a winning formula. And that's where I think Denver could give the Suns trouble where just over the course of the series, 
those guys are gassed. Plus, especially when you're having to go play in altitude and in, you know, Denver. Um, And we haven't had to see the Suns really play defense yet. Yeah. They, I mean, they, I guess quiet a couple games, but he was eating. And then, you know, Westbrook gave him 30. Yeah. So imagine, yeah, imagine them having to actually guard Kawhi and PG. They just haven't had to really play defense yet, where now they're going to have to guard Jokic and Murray and uh, MPJ. That's, yeah. Yeah. I think that will be where you really see the difference is them actually having to play defense. Yeah. I think the Nuggets could, um, I mean, from what I've seen so far, even though Durant and Booker could be the best, you know, scorers in the series or something like that, um, I think the Nuggets could just wear them down over the course of a of a series. So that'll be a fascinating. That'll be I, like I think that's where we'll find out who the Suns really are. And honestly, against the Clippers, we would have found out if they're really that good, because I think if the Clippers were at full strength, they definitely could have beaten the Suns too. Um, but it's hard to win when you don't have Kawhi and PG. So, yeah, but we'll see. All right. Nugget Suns, man, this, this next West round is about to be awesome. Yeah. So we're let's, let's do our quick, predictions here so we're saying it'll most likely be Celtics Sixers Bucks and oh he's calling Bucks yeah I'm, I'm with you there I think the Bucks I mean the Bucks it. should win like if the yeah. Bucks don't win it's just a disaster yeah so no, I, th- I, I think they will so it would be Bucks versus um Who's the other team there? Knicks. Knicks. Oh, that'll be a fun series. So th- both of those will be good series, as in the personalities will be fun. Except the um, Knicks are missing Randall, aren't they? I don't think they are. Oh, okay. I yeah, thought he, he went just, down. No, he just got benched the other night, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then um, King, or uh, Warriors-Lakers. And even if it was Kings, honestly, Kings-Lakers would be amazing, too, just because of the history there. and. Yeah, um, the NBA would do everything they could to make it look like that the Kings weren't getting, uh, <laughs> weren't getting somehow um, uh, the short. See now, there's the a predicament, right? Because that infamous Kings Lakers series, where it was clearly called heavily in favor of the Lakers. Yeah. Um, yep. But now. You you kind of want the Lakers to move on, yeah. But you also have that redemption arc of the Kings. <laughs> let's let's we have the battle of Austin Reeves gets every call versus we need to give the Kings every call. Which yeah. Which way are the um, levers of justice going to tilt? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to predict. And Adam just or Adam. And Adam Silver's NBA. Adam Justice. Adam Justice. Is yeah. Austin Reeves the Embiid West of the league? Uh, he's a foul grifter, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I think yeah, we so, should start calling him Embiid West. Yeah. 
I mean, I feel like the Grizzlies, Lakers, and Warriors, Kings series, they both of them feel like they could turn different directions like with any game. But I would guess it's going to be Warriors, Lakers, and then Suns, Nuggets, and those will all be really good series. Yeah. Yeah, the West by far has been the conference to watch already just throughout yeah. the first round. Yeah. Yeah, and that those are the two that I feel least confident about is – what happens in the Kings Warriors series. Although I, I do feel, I feel like the Warriors are going to figure it out and win a road game on game five. Although this whole regular season would say that's a horrible thing to pick. So who knows? Um, and I think the Lakers will win, but the Grizzlies, you never know, like similar to this game two of this series so far, where the first game Lake Lakers looked amazing. And then the second game is like, Lakers looked really passive and didn't do much, and the Grizzlies yeah. won. I mean, and that's been a trend for them this season as well, where sometimes they just can't put it together. Yeah, I think they're a little bit older. That's part of it. But, you know, all it also just takes Jaw going off one game as well. He can, he can change a game like that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, um, did you just call me Manuel? Manuel. All right, Manuel. <laughs> All right, Manuel. Let's go refs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'm just wearing a referee jersey now. I'm just cheering for them. Yeah, I just want you to make more calls. <laughs> I'd like to speak to the manager. <laughs> uh, All right. Cool. All well. right, well, we'll see you next time on Lowering the Rim. Later, Ian. <laughs>